this morning we're talking about being burden bearers. And as Richard was, was talking about in the Lord's Supper talk, as the songs that Dan led for us, and as we just listened right here, that's something that every Christian understands. I'm, I'm not saying anything you don't already know if you've been in the Lord. If you're new in Christ, this is a teaching that as a body of believers that we have for one another as was just read. Here's the essential facts then. Real quick, because again, I'm not going to teach you anything you don't already know, but we need to be reminded and have it constantly on our mind of how we are to have fellowship with one another. We are told very explicitly, and all we look at is just our lives to testify to this, that just because we're Christians doesn't mean that we don't have struggle with the flesh. Every one of us struggles with something in the flesh. Whether it's going to be pride, arrogance, the sins of whatever uh, things that are beholden to us. It happens at some point in our life, at from time to time. For some, it's a real struggle right now. Right now as you sit here. You struggle with a, maybe a certain sin. We're told in Romans chapter 7, as well as Galatians chapter 5, that the flesh and spirit are warring against one another. And that's why the Apostle Paul says at the end of chapter 7, he says, this wretched man, who's going to save me? And that's why he said, well, thanks be to God, you know, that we have Jesus Christ. And he goes on talking about walking in his spirit. Well, that's because we have this flesh. This is the reality of life for Christians. So we all know this. But not only has God given us his spirit, as I just alluded to in chapter 8, verse 1 following, he's given us each other. An amazing blessing. And the thing is, over time, because of all the baggage we bring into the body of Christ, it may be that, hey, trust is an issue. It may be just as um, Richard was talking about, we don't get together, so we don't know each other as intimately as possible, so we don't offer our lives to one another as we could. But that's what God has done. He's given us the gift. In fact, in Ephesians, it's not here, but in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 following, he gave gifts, right? In the form of apostles, evangelists, right? So on and so forth. All these things for the building up of the body. That's God's gift to us, the church. Now you think about it. I hear it from people in the world from time to time that, you know, I moved to... I'm going to use Franklin, Tennessee. Move to Franklin, Tennessee. I don't know anyone. I'm going to go ahead and join a church. That way, I'll meet people. I mean, for all the wrong reasons why you would, quote, unquote, join the church, so to speak, there's something to be said for a body of believers that you get to know. But imagine then when you are added by Christ, saved from your wicked sins, you're brought into a community of believers that they're all saved from their wicked sins as well. And he says, you have each other. Build each other up. Help one another. And that's what we see here. So the question then is, are you a burden bearer? Do you share in others' burdens? And what I'm not saying is that this is your responsibility to every single person, practically speaking, every single day. That's just impossible to do. No one here does that, I don't, I don't guess. In, in a real practical way, other than through prayer, we can do that. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. 
But really, from a standpoint of being with each other, helping each other in this way, but we can all be involved in being burden bearers. And so I want to look at these things just, just a little bit more specifically. I want you to see if maybe these things line up with you and your life. In the body of Christ, as I say, give this sermon, and not necessarily just in this congregation, but all over the world, there's immorality in the body of Christ. I could be speaking, and we could go down the list of the flesh of immorality, and we'll see it. I mean, downright sin, ungodly stuff. It's in the body of Christ. And some don't care about it, but there are others that are struggling in it. They have addictions. That's difficult. There's others who are dealing with loss and pain. Just in our congregation, when families are struggling because of illnesses or because of an accident or whatever the situation is, it could be a divorce. It could be um, you lose your job. Whatever the situation, there's pain and there's loss and there's a real struggle going on. It could be persecution. Again, a little foreign to us, but we're seeing more and more. Um, it just heinous the things that are going on in this world because of a stand for Christ. But those are struggles. As a result of these things, you have depression. There are brethren struggling with depression as we speak. And of course, not just from a standpoint of uh, gross immorality, but simply just worldliness. I mean, things that are not wrong in and of itself, but we can be attached to the cares of this world. That's a reality of what Christians struggle with every single day. It could be simply just whatever that has not already been listed, just under weaknesses. You know, I just have difficulty doing this or that because, again, the flesh is in me and I'm weak. That's the reality, the burdens that we have. And that's what a burden is, isn't it? A weight. Because you love God, you want to do His will, and you struggle. And with this struggling, sometimes guilt comes into your mind, weighs you down. It's this reality that I'm weak. I don't have strength. And you feel weighed down. Whatever the scenario is, this is the reality of being a Christian. When you serve the Lord, these are things you're faced with. I guarantee you as well, I mean, I, I, this is why Romans chapter 7 means so much to me. The Apostle Paul said, I would not have known sin unless the law was not revealed. So I would not have known covetousness unless the law said, thou shalt not covet, right? Before I was a Christian, living in sin, there was no burden other than the consequences of my sin. That was the only burdens I had, but actually engaged in sin was not something that burdened my conscience. But when I became a Christian and I sinned, my conscience was burdened. It still burdens me. That's a good thing. But that's the reality. We have these burdens. And so when we look at the fact that we all have this as a reality, here's the next reality. And I want to let the, please let this sink in, brethren. I remember one particular brother in Christ that I love so dearly. I mean, he, we're close, even though he's not here. Um, he was struggling with sin. Major. No one knew about it. And after it came out into the open, 
and everyone knew about it. It was so embarrassing. It was hard for him. And he said, when I can get my act together, then I will, and then fill in the blank, serve the Lord. Come back to church. And be a part of the body of Christ. How do you fix that? You fix that with your own strength? There are some who are Christians that want to go it alone for a variety of reasons that is justified in the mind. But here's the fact. The fact is we can't do it alone. And God has given us, as we just read in Galatians chapter 6, one another. That's the fellowship. When we say that phrase, one another, there's a reality that we can't do it alone. And I've known many who have tried to go it alone and for a while, maybe on your own strength, it's okay. But there comes a point, a threshold, where the weight is so great, it can't be done. And that's what Roman, I mean, Galatians chapter 6 is saying. In, in verse 3, just as was read for us by, by Jordan, if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. That passage is in direct correlation to what was just said. Share each other's burdens. And what he's going to say is, hey, listen, you have your own load that you're going to have to bear. Understand. But sandwiched in the middle of those two points is this. If you think you're something, like I can do this on my own. I can, I can work through whatever the scenario is that I'm involved in, this burden, this weight. And maybe you can from time to time. Maybe you can do it on your own strength. But I tell you what, think about this. If you can, great. But if that's your mindset of solving all your problems, number one, you're going to deceive yourself because you will, you will not be successful at every single problem. And number two, you're giving yourself the glory. Look at how great I am. I can do all this on my own. Who needs the strength of Christ when I've got Mitch? But when you can come to the factual understanding, at some point there is a burden that I cannot bear alone. And I need you to help me. God has given you to help me with my burden. Then I have to be willing to recognize that very fact to say, I need you. You know, maybe you and I are at this moment in each other's lives for such a moment or a time as this because I cannot bear this alone. And so we see this reality that we cannot do it ourselves. And that is why, and this is the rest of this lesson is dealing with, we as the body of Christ share in each other's lives. That's the concept of fellowship, isn't it? Sharing, communion. And so we look at sharing each other's lives. We're told in Romans chapter 12, verses 4 following, we being many in the body of Christ are one body. And individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing um, according to the grace that is given to us, let's use them. He said, if prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence and so on and so forth. We in the body of Christ have all these talents. And this is what um, Richard was mentioning and how Dan, before he led us in the song, was mentioning how we have all these talents. Let's use them, brethren. Use what God has given to us. And one of the most edifying ways, then, for us to draw closer and closer and closer to each other are through moments where we share each other's burdens. I mean, stop and think about it. 
Look at milestones in your life and tell me moments in which maybe a friendship that you had with someone else, maybe with your spouse. Friendships that went from that acquaintance to an overwhelming, close, tight-knit bond that will not be broken. I can go back in my mind and look back at certain friendships where um, maybe an auto accident with my friends and we survive an auto accident. All of a sudden, that relationship is so much closer. Um, an illness in the family that brings certain family members closer than they ever had been because they, they have to lean on each other. Whatever the scenario is, this is what it's supposed to look like. And that means we look out for one another in moments of need. And that means I'm proactively seeking out. And we got to forget this 20% doing 80%. You guys hear that statistic all the time, right? 20% do 80% of the work. and so That's not the way the body of Christ works. The body of Christ is we're all important. Every single one of us has value in this body. And that's why. I really think this is why one of the things that, that I love about the congregation as we're growing in the Lord is seeing how a number of you that have just taken upon yourself to be active in certain ways um, in the work of our Lord. Now, I'm not saying that things that go on without anyone knowing, all that can go on and it's wonderful. But when we know and we can um, express gratitude of, and, and edification, that when we see each other helping out with whatever work, it's great. You know, when we um, did our coats, how many of you that, that may have not been involved with the jail work said, I, can't, I don't have the time, I don't have the energy, or even the, the desire for whatever the reasons are to do that work. But you know what? When we were helping our neighbors with the coats, I love going to get coats. I love being able to go to the park and hand it to a person. Or maybe something else. Whatever that something else is, but you saw a need and you want to fulfill that need. Or you see someone who is not doing well, as, as was mentioned um, today, including our brother Jerry, where Pam is in great need right now. Do we look out for each other? It also means, brethren, and this is the hard part, that when I let go of my pride and I let go of my strength and understand that it is when I am weak and then I am strong, as the Apostle Paul said in his letter to the church at Corinth, that we have to be willing to say, you know what, I've got a need. I'm weak in this area. Can you pray for me or with me? Uh, can you take me to this place? Can you listen to what I have to share? Whatever the, the burden is. Like, to do that takes a lot of vulnerability. I mean, the fact that I'm going to tell you, here's my weakness, here's my sin, here's my struggle. I've got to trust that you're not going to use it against me. That's hard to do. And when the rubber meets the road... It's easy to talk about all this. It's hard to actually do. But when you do, 
if you choose to do this. You give someone the opportunity to bless you through the will of God. You give someone the opportunity to fulfill the law of Christ. There's no greater law in all the Bible than this right here. Share one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. It is the law upon which all laws in the Bible are built upon. You think about it. Isn't that the reason why when the lawyer <clears throat> asked Jesus, Hey, teacher, what's the, what's the greatest commandment? He says, what's your reading of it? And even that lawyer understood, it is to love your God and to love your neighbor. He said, yeah. Upon these two hang the law and prophets. Every single law that you can read of in the scriptures is all summed up this way. And when you look at what those law rep laws represent, that's what we see here. And that's what Paul is saying in Galatians chapter 6. When you go through that letter, I want you to think about it. If you ever have read through um, Galatians, um, we've studied it. We, we can read about uh, various doctrines and what have you. But here's the, the crux of the letter. You have brethren who are trying to be justified by way of law keeping. And he says, now listen, the church is made up of sinners who need Jesus, not law. The law is necessary, yes, but that's not what saves Jesus saves. Your burdens are so great, you cannot save yourself. And even by way of law-keeping, you cannot save yourself, but you have Jesus Christ. First four chapters. So that's a lot of that letter. And even when you look at the law, the reality is you've got this flesh and this spirit, and they're warring against each other. And unless you have the Spirit of God, you're going to lose the battle because of the flesh. If you walk in the Spirit... And there's evidence of the Spirit in your life. Nothing can stop you. That's what he says. Because he knew Christians are going to struggle with these things. After he talks about this, this battle between the flesh and the Spirit, he says, now you have each other. Fulfill the law of Christ. So the question I asked at the very beginning is, are you a burden bearer? And what I mean by that is, Two things. Number one, are you struggling with certain burdens in your life, be it small or, or large, but a burden that you need help with? And are you the kind of person that says, I'm looking at my brethren, I'm seeing in the body of Christ, brethren with these things. I'm going to tell you, this is the hardest thing to do. Th this is the illustration. Remember when we were, um, we were having a study and we we're talking about the homeless, and I asked this question, I asked a survey, and I asked you to raise your hand. When you see a homeless person on a street corner and you're looking at them, looking at them, seeing what they're doing, until what? Until they look you in the eye. And as soon as they look you in the eye, the stereotypical response is, look away. Because as soon as you look at them eye to eye, you're making this relationship. You're connecting with them. And when you connect with them, there's a sense of obligation, right? Brethren, I think that's one of the reasons why we are not burden bearers, because we don't want to look each other in the eye. But brethren, we fulfill the law of Christ when we become burden bearers. We become Christ-like. We become his ambassadors, not in word only, not in Bible classes, not in worship setting like this, but in the daily living that we have. I'm asking you again, are you a burden bearer? Become one. You may be in a season of your life right now, you cannot be sharing in each other's burdens that may be too overwhelming for you. 
You may be the one that is in need. Let us know if we don't already know. Remind us if you have already said something to us. Moments like this can be refreshing for us to hear those words of reminder again. And if you're the kind of person that you don't have the talent to actually see, people like some people just have a gift that God has blessed them with to be able to be sensitive to other people's well-being and can sense when this person needs help. Some of us, the gift not so good. Maybe not so much. Maybe not, not a gift at all. <laughs> but you can ask. And when you ask, be prepared for an answer that someone might actually say, yeah, I need help right now. I need your prayers. Maybe I need a ride somewhere. Maybe I just need you for a few minutes to share in my life because I have to do some unloading right now. I need this burden lifted. That's what the scriptures teach us. Ultimately, this passage was talking about when, we're, when we have someone who is living in sin, they're caught up in their trespasses. One of the ways in which I've seen take place in the body of Christ is, you know, I see that phrase I used last week, I, had, I still can't, the bootstraps, that one. Pick it up. Do what you got to do. I mean, do it. You know. It's so insensitive. I, I, I want these phrases. I really do. I want to be able to use them in sermons. Um, but when you are this way, like you can do this, kind of just get your act together, get it done. Kind of hard. But when I can offer my help, or when I know that you can call upon me, and when you can call upon each other, how beautiful. Especially when, if our burdens are being where we're all sharing one another, it helps lighten our, our load when we can share it. I mean, that's, that's a picture of Moses as he was shepherding all of Israel with, with his being a judge. To when his father-in-law says, now listen, you can share this. <laughs> you don't have to take all this burden all along. All, all along. Same way with us. And ultimately... We all have a burden that we need to bear, and that's the cross of Christ. But you notice in Matthew 11, verse 20 and 29, Jesus said, Take my yoke upon you. It is light. Compared to the burdens that you have, this is light. There's an affliction of eternal damnation that is unbearable. And he gives us self. He gives us healing through his cross. He wants to lift your burdens. And he's inviting you to come to him that you may have your sins washed away, that you may have this heavy loading of, of sin and guilt weighing down upon you. It can be taken away. It can be lessened, if you will, greatly if you come to him. He wants you. He desires you to come to him. That's his invitation. If you would be willing to die with Christ so that you may be raised to walk in newness of life, doesn't mean you'll have an easy life. In fact, you're going to have a whole new set of burdens but one of them that can be shared is when you're weighed down, you can have a brother gently put his arm around you and to love on you, pray with you, encourage you, exhort you to the way of the Lord. That's what the gift of God does for you when you come into his kingdom. It's a great gift. If you're subject to come to the Lord, by all means, take this gift upon you. Brethren, if you've been way down and we don't even know about it I'm sorry that we're not as sensitive as we maybe possibly could be to see 
The flip side is let us know we are one body. I love the song that Dan led for us. We are one. We can share. And that's one of the best ways that we can fulfill the law of Christ. So I pray that if you would love for prayers right now, please use this opportunity as together we stand and sing the song. Would you be free from your